Good evening and welcome to the Cassatt update for the week of 2-8-2016. What's new and exciting this week, Alex? <laughs> um, several things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mondays are always fun for this. Um, oh yeah. Well, uh, I guess, let's see, what did we do last week? And it's kind of hard to keep track. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a so long list. Yeah. I, I guess the, let's see, where do we start? Where did we start? Last week. Okay, so uh, after, after we got done last week, right. um, we issued a call to action for Hawaii. Okay. Um, this is for a tax. Um, it's a, a yet to be specified tax. Uh, and I was just checking out to see how the committee hearing went on Saturday of, right. of all days. It's a Saturday. Who, wh what Hawaii. government actually does meetings on a Saturday? That's I guess if you, if you live in Hawaii, it's just, I mean, it's you're in a tropical paradise anyway. So <laughs> I guess if you have to work on a Saturday, it maybe isn't that big of a deal. I don't know. But I guess. Um, this committee, um, it's, it's CPH Committee on Public Health, I guess that would be it. Um, okay. They met on Saturday the 6th, mm -hmm. um, and this bill passed through the committee. Uh, it was with a due pass uh, vote. Uh, okay. I guess that's unanimous, four votes. There's, the committees in Hawaii are very small. Okay. <clears throat> so some of them are some of these committees consist of like two people. Okay. Um, I think if I had that correct. Um, so oh. this had four yes votes. Okay. Um, and oh, so it's, it's actually seven people on this committee, four yes votes and three people were excused. Um, okay. so, uh, this says passed with amendments, but there's no updated, uh, version of the bill on the site. Okay. So, I don't know what those amendments are. I suspect they actually inserted actual numbers amounts. Yeah. Numbers on yeah. there. Um, so that's kind of the preliminary update on Hawaii. We'll add some more substance to that once the okay. substance materializes. <laughs> um, but, uh, this is one of a few tax bills that have been introduced or carried over in Hawaii this year. Uh, okay. this just happens to be the one that's moving and, uh, we're keeping an eye on it. Um, so that's the end of Hawaii. Okay. Um, Oregon. Just let's see if I'm sticking to okay. chronological order here. Um, another tax bill in Oregon. Okay. Um, let's see. This was the 50% tax on oh, the retail yeah. price of vapor products. That's including liquids and devices. Nice. Um, I think we had spoken about this before. So anyway, this yeah. had its, uh, it had another, had a, a working session on the fifth okay. and, um, let's see, I was just looking at this page. It is moving to another committee. Uh, okay. so it was on the house committee on healthcare and okay. now it moves to the house committee on revenue. Okay. No, well, uh, no hearing date set for that. Okay that I know of, but that meets on, uh, that meets four days out of the week. Um, so 
uh, we're, we're keeping an eye on that as well. Okay. Uh, I just did. I just lose my place. Okay, so that's HB forty sixty two, and um, we will update that as soon as we know more. Okay. Close that one down, and then we had a couple of local alerts that came out, um, but just in sticking with the chronological theme here. Um, I was able to get out of the house on Saturday mm -hmm. and um, go visit with Chris Hughes in his shop in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know, Chris Hughes is the Pennsylvania chairperson for the, the Safata chapter there. Um, okay. And uh, it was kind of an off week for him because he had spent a couple days in D.C. with mm -hmm. the Safata fly-in down there. Um, and uh, apparently it's been kind of an off month uh, in, in general. And it, January into February can be kind of a, a low point for, for retail um, or generally anything. From what I remember, you have people's uh, credit card bills are coming due for Christmas and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, everything tends to slow down. But one of the things that they, that some of the other vendors were discussing was that um, I think people are very concerned about the negative media coverage <laughs> and how it's yeah. affecting people's business. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, this is something that we're seeing. It's it's it, the, the issue is glaring in Chicago, obviously, because they have this horrible campaign going on. Yeah. So you know, we actually are hearing accounts of people walking into vapor shop saying, yeah, but I hear that this will give me some horrible lung disease. Um, or, yeah. you know, well, that billboard says this is poison. So yeah. I don't know if this is going to be a good alternative for me. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, personally, I'm hearing more of this. I think generally people are experiencing this more. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, it's obviously unfortunate. Um, and um, I think we're all working on strategies to, you know, find a way to push back. So yeah. anyway, that was, that was, that was, it's, it's, you know, I spend most of my time behind a keyboard working on, you know, looking at legislation and, 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 and putting together these calls to action. So it is actually very important for me to get out and um, experience what, what our vape, what our vape shop people well, are experiencing what yeah. you know what their perspective is um well it's, so anyway. it's kind of it's kind of funny i uh i was and this means nothing but uh, i was vaping outside work and i experienced my first hand waves and fake coughs oh yeah right after right after the chicago stuff started yeah so i just think it's funny you know um but anyway that's neither here nor there um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris, Chris was a great host and I had a really good time. The turnout was really, really low, but, um, I did have some good conversations with some other people, some other Pennsylvania vendors and, um, Williamsport is actually a really nice little town. So, um, nice. if you're ever cruising through Pennsylvania and you're along I-80, uh, don't be shy about popping up to Williamsport. Um, <laughs> no one... No, the Chamber of Commerce or Tourism didn't pay me to say that. I just, you know, I... I, I <laughs> you just threw a nice plug their way. We drove around a little bit. I have a, a soft spot in my heart for all of Pennsylvania. I lived there for, you know, a long time. So 
it was uh, it was it was a nice place. It was a very very impressive and and gorgeous historical district. Um, so anyway, that's awesome. enough of the travel blog. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so um, all of that aside, let's slam back into reality here. Um, we got a couple of local alerts to bring up. Um, the first, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Alameda County, California. Okay. Um, they have a um, uh, county supervisors meeting tomorrow. Okay. Um, at ten forty-five in the morning, <laughs> and uh, this is regarding a tobacco retailer license ordinance. Um, Again, uh, we just updated this to update the time, essentially, and to encourage people in Alameda County to send emails to uh, Board President Haggerty, Scott Haggerty. Okay. Um, the, some feedback we've gotten from uh, Bob Swanson, who is on staff with Supervisor Nate Miley. Right. Um, is, is, this is like the third time, second or third time that this hearing has been rescheduled. If I can, if I got this right, um, yeah, this is actually kind of a. If you look at our call to action, um, it, we've just been updating this since uh, December. Um, so this is this has been dragging on. Um, I, I believe Alameda County was was the one that uh, there was enough pushback against an indoor use ban. Um, so that, that got resolved, but now they're still looking at this licensing issue. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's a separate vapor retailer licensing scheme that they're, that they're working out, working into a different ordinance, but I think they want to take care of this tobacco retailers ordinance first, um, and get that right. hopefully just tabled and, and right. keep that off the thing. So if you live in Alameda County, by all means, please send an email to, um, board President Haggerty, and let him know that, that you're opposed to this. Nice. Um, so that is Alameda County. Um, the other local alert that's, for whatever reason, not popping up in the local alert feed, <clears throat> um, Albany County, New York. Okay. Which, again, we're with the New York County legislatures, um, <clears throat> which is just... I don't know if it's really, I don't know if bizarre is the word, but um, <laughs> I, and I, I don't really know how effective it is. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I, I'm, I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around the process here <laughs> because I had to go back and correct this. Okay. So it's on the agenda for public hearing. It's item number 73 on the agenda, which is linked in our call to action. Right. And this is for a meeting uh, tomorrow, February 9th. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm dry. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Me too. Um, but as it turns out, this public hearing, you can't see the air quotes, <laughs> is simply to schedule the real public hearing what? for Tuesday, February 23rd. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so, bizarre. 
that's the big bold information that we have on the call to action, which is that this bill will be heard open for public hearing on February 23rd, which is sort of a shocking amount of notice, to be honest. Um, But this is a tobacco 21 bill, uh, and it would raise the age, the minimum age to purchase all tobacco products and vapor products to 21. Um, And so we've included contact information for everyone that we can track down. Okay. Um, There are... 39 legislators wow. That's... in the county of Albany. Wow. Um, so, and then the other thing to just point out in case there are any other, in case there are any Albany County residents that are listening, um, <clears throat> if you want to do the kind of proper thing and reach out to your county legislator, um, I provided the link to find your district. Um, I just want to give everybody the kind of advance notice so you don't just don't get discouraged. Um, it's that link takes you to a table with all 39 districts. It's just it's just a grid table all thing right. mm-hmm. hyperlinked on you click on your district. Okay. If you don't know your district, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to hunt for it. Okay. It's not a convenient map that breaks down the county by district. Mm-hmm. It's a table, and you just click on each one until you find the outline of where you kind of live. Right. And that's how you find your district. And then you can come back to our convenient list and, and send your county legislator an email. Right. Um, I am just kind of obviously a bit baffled and confused by how on the surface these county legislature websites appear to be all about information and transparency. But when you actually try to, when I want to go (laughs) and find it's, it is exceedingly difficult to find an agenda. I, I don't think I actually found the agenda successfully through their website. It was, it exists somewhere <laughs> on the Albany County legislature website. It exists, but that's not how I got it. I got it in an email from someone that provides us with information. <sighs> you so, know, <laughs> is, is it really shocking to you though, how murky it is? It, it's, I mean, the, the, the cynical, like, you know, the the person I am that exists in the world, mm-hmm. no, it's not shocking to me. I expect it, which is unfortunate. Right. But at my core, I mean, just, it, I mean, trying to look at it objectively, like, oh, hey, this is a government website. I should be able to go here and find what I need. Thank you very much, government, that, you know, <laughs> if I lived there, I would be paying for this service mm-hmm. already. Like, this is what I expect from government is right. access to information and, you know, forms and explanations about things and being able to review the laws. If I'm a business owner in a county right. and I want to set up shop, I, I want to go research the laws and make sure that I'm compliant because sure. that's just a good thing to do. Um, and maybe there's an issue that's going to come before 
the county legislature that I might be interested in and I might need to participate in. I, I, I should find out about that hearing. I may have yeah. something to say. Exactly. All of those things, that's, you know, that's, that's democracy. But these websites are built so poorly. Like, and I, I don't know if I pitched this before, and right. I, I don't really think there's a whole lot of money in this idea, mm-hmm. but if there are some, you know, crafty internet entrepreneurs out there, right. you might be able to sell this to some government bodies that you can come in and make their websites more um, effective, I think. Do you, and I sent you the link. Um, you remember that video I sent you where it, it talked about, it was saying that people aren't, that people aren't cynical. People really do want to participate in government, but the government makes it so obtuse they can't. Yeah, I think I tweeted out a, a screenshot from that. Um, TED, yeah. It's a TED Talk. Yeah, I it is. I believe it's, it's a former, was he a former mayor or a former city council person from, yeah. uh, I want to say it's Berkeley in, it, yeah. or Oakland? Yeah, and and he talks about how if you look at, say, an ad for shoes, you know that shoes are on sale and this is the style, and this is when the sale starts, and this is when the sale ends. But when you go to look for a story about the government, you know it's just so obscure you you can't find any information, and it makes it really hard to participate in a participatory system, mm-hmm. like by design. And and I think that's what we're kind of running into here. Yeah, I think some of it is is a a, a consequence of of having to be straight like it's it's just a bare bones kind of straightforward like to some extent they're required to post the language of the law or you know right. whatever there's, there's some legal stuff there i think that's involved but right. the one of the one of the things that they do point out is that you know when you see a a, a public post for a city council hearing or a particular issue yeah. it's 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 you know it's very dry and there's the language of the ordinance or whatever that's posted first and then somewhere way down at the bottom you can find the date and time and yeah. place yeah maybe you can find the place that's the other problem I had with I have with a couple of sites is that right. I, I'm you know on one hand the the I think the the county legislatures are a good example the the legislature offices the the address that's actually on the agenda is the address for the office or like where the county legislature is located, like where you would send mail to. But where they have their hearing is a completely different building. I think it's in the neighborhood, but it's it's a completely different address. So, and I, you find that a, a couple of times. You'll see one address for something, but the actual hearing is going to be somewhere completely different, and you actually have to hunt for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I'm... Getting up. But yeah, it's, it's if you had to advertise retail goods the same way that city council hearings or whatever is is I can't even say advertised. Um, no, they don't. But for lack of a better term, advertised. Um, yeah. No one would buy anything ever. No. We we no. we would all be running naked in the streets or just <laughs> I think burlap sacks. That's with holes cut out in them. That would be Maybe. the style. <laughs> garbage bags nice garbage yeah. bag suit so 
um, we've gone sufficiently off track here, but just to bring it back around, uh, okay. if you live in Albany County, we do have a call to action up for you. Everybody who lives in Albany County should have gotten an email. Um, but uh, this is a great opportunity. We have a lot of lead time on this to send emails. Um, Tobacco 21 policies are steamrolling across the country. Oh, yeah. uh, this is, in my opinion, this is superfluous feel-good legislation. Um, oh, yeah. And I think in Kassar's perspective, on Kassar's position on this is that the fact that it's including low-risk alternatives in this law is bad. And, and generally speaking, the course of action will be to oppose it entirely. Right. Um, because the likelihood of low-risk alternatives getting carved out uh, is is very slim. Right. But if a Tobacco 21 law comes along and it has carved out low-risk options, um, then I, I don't think we're necessarily going to oppose it. Um, right. But generally speaking, raising the age to purchase tobacco products, I believe, will have marginal public health returns and... Um, Again, it's one of those things. It's, we're just sort of inching closer and closer to an all-out tobacco prohibition, um, yeah. which we know from not too distant experiences that prohibition <laughs> does not work and actually causes more harm than good. So uh, that being said, um, the other call to action we have out, this is a state call to action. We put something out this morning for okay. New Jersey. Um, oh. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but uh, New Jersey is looking at a flavor ban. Um, this is Senate Bill 298, and this was introduced by Senator Joe Vitale. Um, predictably, this passed through his committee. He is the chair of the um, uh, Health and Human Services and Senior Citizens Committee, something like that. Okay. Um, and uh, so the the next move for this is to you know consideration by the full Senate, okay. um, and this would prohibit flavors other than tobacco, um, menthol, and interestingly clove. When, clove, really? You could have a clove flavored e liquid. That's so bizarre. It is. I, um, that is so weird. <laughs> Sorry. I guess maybe there's some scientific study out there that kids don't like clove. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Interesting stuff. I, I did not know that that uh, clove was a permittable flavor. See, it's usually, isn't it, when I read these things, it's usually tobacco, menthol, or wintergreen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, some, it's tobacco and then some variation of minty. Um is usually the acceptable flavors that right. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but you know, I mean, all of my, all of my fruit is menthol flavored. All of my, my, uh, tasty beverages are, are mint or menthol or tobacco. So, um, those <laughs> are the was... only flavors that I appreciate as an adult. <laughs> I mean, when I turned 18, it was like, what is this banana? Uh, can I get this in tobacco flavor? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I personally, I like just cauliflower and broccoli myself. Um, someone was asking if you had any update on the supporters of HR 2058. I am actually, so what I heard and I think what people have seen around, uh, the Facebooks is that, um, the, uh, as a result of the Safata fly-in, 
-hmm. We picked up four new sponsors, and two or three um, seemed likely. So uh, there could be half a dozen or more new sponsors on the bill. Uh, I am just waiting for the congressional website to update, um, but uh, possibly tomorrow or the next day we'll, we'll be adding those people to our thank you campaign. Okay. Um, I did hear that uh, we may very well have our first Democrat signing on as a co-sponsor. No way. I know. Um, that's, that's, that, I, I hate to say it, that's good because then you can say it's bipartisan. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there really should be there should be bipartisan support for this. Yeah, um, and uh, so that's that's good. Uh, I, I'm I'm really really impressed with the effectiveness of of that that yeah. effort, the Safata fly-ins. Yeah. So um, you know, we're going to keep things up from our end, and um, and yeah, that's certainly good news. Um, but yeah, we need we need hundreds hundreds of co-sponsors on this would be great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if hundreds of people actually end up co-sponsoring bills. Um, I don't know what the acceptable number of co-sponsors is, but um, I, I don't either. I'm sure there's congressional etiquette to be followed or something, but I don't know what it is. So we're we're inching along here, and uh, but yeah, definitely some progress, and we'll be updating that call to action soon. Um, the other thing I, I have not, I've I've all but put the polish on the um, call to action for Georgia. Okay. Um, so we need to need to mention that. Um, for those who don't know, House Bill 907 uh, was introduced into the Georgia's legislature last week. Okay. Um, this is uh, if you if you uh, minus the format mm-hmm. for which that, that bills in Georgia have to adhere to. This is a carbon copy of the laws that passed in Indiana last year. Um, I believe that was, uh, was it HB 539 and HB 1487. I don't quote me on the numbers on that, but uh, okay, something like that. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, SB 539 and HB 1432 in Indiana. Um, this bill would impose absolutely unrealistic regulations on manufacturers in the state of Georgia right. and beyond. This 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 gives essentially authority to uh, what is it? The commissioner of agriculture, um, something like that. Yeah, the the Department of Agriculture, the Commissioner of Agriculture to license and set rules for uh, manufacturers outside of the state. Yeah, didn't Um, Indiana, aren't they being sued over that? Yes, there is a lawsuit currently in Indiana um, fighting those laws. Um, and, And I think a lot of this is based on them being um, a violation of the commerce clause. Yes. Um, so they interstate right, commerce it, clause. Yes. Yeah. It Sorry. is an, it, it is unconstitutional. Um, mm-hmm. This yes. this law to the extreme. Yes. Um, and you know there is this is obviously being promoted by somebody with lots of money, 
Um, this did not come from the tobacco companies. This did not come from the vaping industry. Right. This did not come from health organizations. Mm -hmm. This came from somebody who wants to basically tip the scales in their favor and their favor alone. Um, so fortunately, I think enough of the vaping community saw what happened in Indiana, sees what's happening in Indiana. And I, I, am, I am hopeful that we don't have to work too hard to convince people that this is a horrible bill. Right. Um, a lot of what happened in Indiana last year, I think that there were some sort of, there were some hiccups. There was some, you know, this bill was just, you know, if you didn't follow Indiana at all last year, it, 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 it was ridiculous. It, it was absolutely outrageous. You know, at, at one of the hearings, there was there were a lot of excellent points made by opponents to this bill, and the the spot that's the, the author, whoever I don't think he's the author, but he puts his name on as the author. Right. Sort of gave this promise, like, oh, okay, you know, we see how this could be really detrimental. We're going to go back and we're going to reword some things. And I kept checking this, and you know everybody kept checking to see what was rewarded. I think they brought down the cost of the license. Um, <laughs> there was a couple of other things that kind of got changed, but really, at the end of the day, there weren't and there weren't substantive enough changes to this bill to allow for the industry to continue yeah. going. Um, and uh, so, it, yeah, it was a lot of. Uh, the, the hearings associated with those bills in Indiana, it was just a dog and pony show. Um, and at one point, I think somebody, somehow, somebody was able to say that the industry was supportive of this bill. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, some of the language that we had to put in our communications were, no, like, the, the industry does not support this bill. Consumers don't support this bill because you're basically taking away our access to the wide variety of vapor products, not just in Indiana, but the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this is, so, this effort is absolutely scary. Um, yeah. and, and our concern is that if this, if this passes in a second state, then there's, you know, it, it's going to be easier for this to be worked through in other states. Um, let me, let me ask you how, and this is a strange question, but if you're seeing it pop up in another state, what are the chances it's going to spread further? Well, that's that's the concern, um, and I, I mean, I don't I don't think we're I I hope we're not going. It, it, we're coming up on the deadlines to introduce bills in in most states, right? Um, except for the, there's a, a few remaining that have not started the sessions, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I certainly hope that we don't see this pop up in another state this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it passes in Georgia and um, these people feel bold enough, then I, I, I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't try to do it in another state. Um, it, it really depends on. I, I don't. I don't know much about the people who are promoting this, by the way. It, it's uh, and if I did, I don't think I would feel comfortable naming names. But um, it's pretty clear that it's it's one. It's one group. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I even refer to this as toxic legislation. And, and you know, <laughs> that, that implies that this, you know, could spread to other places. And, you know, it's not quite as bad as, it, I mean, it's sorry, 
the Utah regulations are not quite as bad as this, but I think I think that that what's <laughs> happening, yeah, what's happening in Utah is another example of, um, you know, when people who don't know much about this industry, which is pretty much ninety ninety five ninety eight percent of the lawmakers out there have have really not given. The amount they, they don't know this industry like they think they do, or um, even the people kind of whispering in their ears are mm -hmm. well, they're just doing that, they're just sort of whispering poison. Um, but you know, they're they're approaching regulations from a, a weird place and mm -hmm. um, and not really, I think, considering the perhaps unintended consequences of, of what they're proposing. So, um, you know, we're looking at you know the, the 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 regulations that have passed and are and be, being implemented in Utah are pretty comprehensive, um, and and just by all accounts a lot of it is is unnecessary. Um, so you know there are there are now labeling requirements in Utah that are specific to Utah. There are labeling requirements in California that are specific to California. There's a labeling law in Washington State that will create specific labeling language for Washington. Um, and so, you know, manufacturers are going to have to pick and choose if they want to do business in these states. Um, because, uh, it's, uh, yeah. So, you know, if the bill in Washington passes, they might see themselves not getting a whole lot of variety from outside of Washington state. Um, Utah, I don't exactly, Utah was actually a little bit more, um, flexible. Uh, the Department of Health, whoever's responsible for all of this, allows, you know, as a, as a retailer, I can get product shipped in from out of the state and then I will have a sticker that I can put on that will make it compliant. So that's a pretty reasonable solution, um, but there's a cost associated with that as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, this Georgia bill is by far the worst piece of legislation that we hope we're going to see this year. <laughs> um, and, uh, so yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for some more feedback from, um, Georgia smoke free association, um, to, uh, put this out. But, uh, yeah, Georgia residents can look for this to come out probably in the next day or two. Okay. And I know we've gone really long, but it's now my job to do the transcripts for these podcasts. So I don't and have to worry okay. about offending Julie. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> and, and thank you for taking notes during this. It's very helpful. Well, it's, it's not a big deal. Uh, eventually I'll be able to actually transcribe like Julie was <laughs> just nice. by listening. Eventually. I'm just not there yet, but I'm getting there. Cool. So and that'll make things a lot easier. Thank you, Alex. I mean, yeah. for everything. Thank you. <laughs> and I guess we'll see you next Monday. Um, I may be traveling. I'm I'm headed out for a, a memorial service for my grandma this weekend. Ah, so okay. Um, well, I probably be in the air some, okay. somewhere on Monday. Uh, well, but I'll, I'll let you know if not. Um, it's or you can always... give me a list, and I can do a, a horrible. Uh, a horrible love update by myself. <laughs> um, and it's always a good opportunity to bring Julie or uh, Brian Carter on yeah, uh, to sure. talk um, mm -hmm. for folks that yeah. may not. 
Yeah, I mean, whoever's free. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's cool. I should probably take the opportunity to mention because we're coming up on on events season. Um, okay. So uh, actually, so this weekend, so on the nineteenth, I will be arriving in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie, myself, and I think Brian Carter is coming. Um, we are all going to be at Vape in the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. Yay. So um, I believe that's the 20, 20th and 21st. 21st, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So, uh, and that's for a good cause. Um, that's, you know, we're raising, every, that event is raising money and awareness for Vapavet, uh, which mm-hmm. is an organization that, that we support. Uh, it is the vaping community's uh, I don't know if it's the only legitimate charity in in the vaping community, but it's certainly. It's um, the only five hundred one c three, isn't it? I I think so. That's that's. I think it's the only. Charity. Yeah, it's the only five hundred one c three. Everyone else is c four, c five, just yeah. simply because of of politics, and they're yeah. not. We're all, I think we're all raw, raw political. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, a great organization. It should be a great time. Um, so really looking forward to that. And with that, thank you. I think that's it. Thank you so much, and um, we will get an update from one of the other board members next week. And um, I hope um, I'm sorry about um, your loss. It's okay. Grandma was 92 years old. She got to meet her great grandchildren. Wow. And uh, she has led a pretty extraordinary life. So, um, I, although it's uh, we're sorry to see her go, um, yeah. we should all be as lucky as as my grandma. So, it's uh, it will be more of a celebration than anything. Excellent. Thank yeah. you, Alex. Have a okay. good night, and see you in two weeks. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. See ya.